Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Someone once told me being a follower of Jesus is exclusive of behaviors, and it's only about God's love and their heart. Behaviorism is a term that was used. I've prayerfully and extensively thought about this perspective. God has blessed this pensive exploration with some interesting ideas. It has to do with, why don't I change? If a person says life is only about God's love and their heart, while they carve away behaviors and patterns from that model, some inaccurate assumptions have been made about God's original design for humanity. All the pieces, God's love, a person's heart, and behaviors are woven together. They are solidly rooted in the reality of who God is. The scriptures couldn't be more clear about God's claims. I've also concluded that this misconception, it's only about God's love and your heart, is why some Jesus followers struggle with getting free from old unhealthy habits to form new behavior patterns. And they ask, why don't I change? Developing patterns and behaviors that please God from a heart of faith doesn't negate God's incredible, undeserved, fresh, faithful love. These are not opposing ideas. However, behaviors from a heart of faith accomplish some things. Let's talk about four of them. The first, they open the door to the amazing capacity that you have to love God back through choices. Behaviors from the heart of faith also stir hope in your heart as you live in a broken world. The third thing that behaviors can do from a heart of faith is to assure you a close friendship with God is actually possible. And then the fourth thing that behaviors can accomplish from a heart of faith is that they give credibility to the love story between God and man. Yes, all these amazing proofs of God's love simply from choosing certain behaviors and patterns because of faith. Well, let's explore just a bit how God's love actually fits into choosing behaviors and patterns. So much gets confused and lumped into the God's love only camp. Of course, God's call to rise up and live a righteous life surely starts with His love at the cross. Scripture claims it's because God first loved us that we can love God and others. His love is the only connect point back to His original design. But let me suggest, love means a lot of hard work. It was certainly work for Jesus while He was on earth. He accomplished more than any other man, and he did this through his behaviors. For example, he was never idle, though he did know how to rest. Jesus was always well thought and carefully spoken. 
but he was also fun and lighthearted. He was exceptionally disciplined, adopting decisive patterns of behavior, but he was also very flexible. And then finally, he was devout and he spent time alone with God, though he also labored endlessly to serve, heal, teach, to feed, and to encourage. Those were all behaviors that Jesus exercised very specific systems of things to do in order to prove God's love. God made people to function inside behavior choices, but from the heart. He insists doing the right thing has nothing to do with feelings, nor does it mean that you must understand before you act. He has original design, and that means recognizing you belong to God. It also means knowing that you are deeply loved by God. Original design also means that you know you can call Him Father. It also means accepting that you are created glorious in His image. Original design means choosing behaviors that are congruent with God's character and His nature. And then finally, it means aligning everything, both unseen and behavioral, with faith to please God and to love Him back. Again, these are proofs of God's love. Many of God's children assume His love is an entitlement. What an erroneous assumption. And it may be responsible for a great deal of failure in believers' lives. Love is a verb. A person can't be a believer without God's love. The goal is to accept God's love, to love Him back, and to love one another. However, love is a verb. It's an action, a behavior. A set of patterns. It's what you do even when you don't feel love. It is proof that God dwells in your soul. Matthew 25 verses 31 through 46 talks about goats and sheep that God will separate one day based on what they did and didn't do. Actions matter. You can't just include everyone in God's kingdom. Scripture doesn't teach that. Jesus said, I am the way, truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. From John 14, verse 6. In other words, even though He loves every person as they are, before they change, each person's behaviors matter. To behave according to scriptural principles proves that you belong to Jesus. He also said, If you love me, you will keep my commands. From John 14, verse 15. That involves behaviors. There are three key principles that I think are important to discuss. In fact, I've come to think that the success of our lives boils down to those three key principles, and they flow from God's love. They are activated by free will, and they affect behaviors. I think 
This is part of the original design. So those three key principles are, first of all, motivation. Number two, power. And number three, purpose. Let's look at each one of those principles individually. Motivation is the first principle that supports behaviors that please God. What motivates you? There are two top motivators that should empower every Jesus follower and result in behaviors. The first motivator should be love. According to Scripture, every believer should be motivated by God's love, making choices, adopting behaviors, developing patterns, attitudes, all stem from the motive to please God and love Him back. Being a living sacrifice means, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2 verse 20. So love is the first of the motivators that should empower every Jesus follower. The second top motivator is gratitude. When you are thankful, you choose to see good things are still present, even when going through great difficulties. Maintaining a thankful heart takes discipline, and it does involve behaviors. A person's demeanor is either sweetened or soured by their level of gratitude. Lack of gratitude blocks godliness. It limits God's provisions, and it changes your human chemistry. Lack of gratitude is also a subtle form of pride. We expect something that we think is better, of our choosing. A person who is not grateful is never content, which is a behavior that God punished His people for. 1 Corinthians 10, verses 9 and 10 talks about the punishment that God put upon His people for a lack of gratitude. So the questions are these. What motivates your behaviors? Is it God's love? Are you living with a grateful heart? If you are, you will start to change. Alrighty, that is motivation. Now we're going to talk about power. Power is the second principle that provides energy to live with behaviors of love and gratitude. Because living like Jesus goes against our fallen nature, power is needed in two ways to choose behaviors of Christ. The first power that's needed is a power that is outside yourself. It's the primary power needed to change, to transform you. This power outside yourself is God's power. But you have to ask for it and embrace it. Why not? Welcome God's power and stop asking, why don't I change? The second power that is needed is a power inside yourself. This is the secondary power. It helps you change. It's your power. It's buy-in, part of God's original design. You activate your power by surrendering, matching your choices with Scripture or not. This power is your say-so, your will. It has 
no energy until you plug into God's power, so it is dependent on His power. So that helps us to explore power a bit. So we've done motivation, we've done power, and let's just say that if you are tapping into Christ's power outside yourself, and if you are engaging the power that's inside yourself, you will start to change. Well, the third element is purpose. God purposed your design for His glory. Your value and uniqueness are secure for eternity. And God's power activates your purpose. You can be you with no fear, with confidence, and with joy. You can be creative and free. Let's look at two things under the idea of purpose. The first is original design. This is your full potential and your true purpose found in God's original design. It means that you will accept God's love. You'll adopt the teachings, the behaviors, and the patterns of God's Word for your own. You will also engage sincere faith from your heart. And the original design also means that you will partner with God. So that's the first idea under purpose. But the second idea is this, your own individual life purpose. Why not be the you God created by aligning your life details with His love, His commands, and His purposes? Why not help change the world? If you slip into the original design that God made from the beginning, and if you engage your own unique life purpose, you will start to change. So we've talked about motivation, power, and purpose. And if we engage each one of those elements, then we will start to change, because that's how God designed us. Well, here's another good question, and it does have a certain place. Is a messy world why I don't change? What about it? What about that messy, broken world we live in? It definitely can interfere with good intentions and practicing godliness. However, your decisions are still on you. Jesus gives practical answers. He said, Do not fear. I have overcome the world. John 16, verse 33. In other words, you don't have to be afraid. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 In other words, you can do this. The psalmist said, Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Psalms 51 verse 6 And the message from that is that you can partner with God from your inward being out, from the secret places of your heart. You can partner with God. Your free will is an incredible gift that you've been given. If you align your behaviors with these truths by faith, you will start to change. Here are some application thoughts and questions. 
I have seven for you. Number one, do you have troubles changing? Two, have you put God's love and your behaviors together with a heart of faith? Three, what behaviors do you need to get rid of or change? Four, what is your motivation? Five, where do you get your power? Remember the power that's outside you and the power that's inside you. They need to be plugged in together. Number six, what is your life purpose? And then number seven, how can you prove that you trust Jesus in a messy world? List those things specifically. Put them into your device or get a piece of paper and a pen and start listing how you can prove that you do trust Jesus and love him back in this messy world. Here is something that will help if you can remember it. Actually, it's six or seven different little points. Don't fear because Jesus has overcome this messy world. And God gives strength to live in this messy world. Jesus satisfies your heart into contentment. Wisdom is yours because Jesus is truth and he lives inside you. God's Spirit lives in you as a companion so you never have to live life alone. And then finally, you can train every day with Jesus. So as we have explored this whole idea of why don't I change, we really do need to remember that it's not just about God's love and about your heart. It's also about choices, behaviors, Love is a verb. It matters what you think, say, and do. And the three key points, the principles that we covered are motivation, power, and purpose. Motivation, again, needs to stem from love and gratitude. Power, there's a power outside yourself, which is God's power. There's a power inside yourself, your own buy-in. Those two powers work together to help you to change. And purpose again, let's go back to remember there's an original design and you have a unique individual life purpose. Those are the things that help us to live in a messy world. That's why we don't have to be afraid. We can do all things through Jesus and we can operate from our inward being, our heart. We can align with God's love and we can change and be like Christ. I encourage you to check out our faith series. We just finished it, and it's a wonderful series that talks all the way through what it looks like to employ and to use faith every single day in the smallest details to the biggest problems that we have to address. Also visit our website for devotional materials for articles, podcasts, and other resources that help you to grow in your faith in God. You can pursue noble character, and you can live an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. 
your web-based home for resources, including books and eBooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.